motherhood. It's one of life's sweetest roles, full of adventures and joys, yet full of seasons of change. I'm on a mission to help equip and encourage you as you invest in your tribe. Join me in conversations about self-care, parenting, home management, and lots of other great topics that lead to an abundant motherhood. My name's Raquel Powell, and this is the Restored Mom Podcast. Hi, beautiful friend. Raquel here. Welcome back to the Restored Mom Podcast. I trust that wherever you are at today, um, if you are in the same hemisphere as me, you are starting to enjoy the spring environment and starting to enjoy the flowers blooming and the warm weather and that you are making the most of your days outside. Uh, Me and my little family have really been enjoying getting out into the garden and And um, we've planted some um, awesome, awesome veggies and fruit this year. And so we've really been enjoying that. We've been enjoying uh, playing on the swing set and the kids have been enjoying water guns. And so I hope and trust that wherever you're at today, you find yourself making the most of that and delighting in that. Um, Today's episode is called Making Much of Your Marriage Milestones. And this is a 10-year anniversary celebration. My sweet love, um, I call him baby love. His real name is Ryan, but I call him baby love. And um, he and I just celebrated uh, 10 years of marriage. Um, It has been uh, quite a journey for us. And today I'm going to tell you a a little bit about my story and then we're going to talk about marriage and um, some practical things that we can apply to our marriage and practical things that we can implement in our marriage. So let me tell you a little bit about my wonderful and amazing husband. He is a very hardworking guy. He works um, two jobs and my husband is a pastor and um, when we met I had no idea that he was going to be my husband. Um, In fact, uh, we met through a a co-friend, I guess you could say. Uh, We had the same acquaintances in college and it wasn't until my last semester of college that we met. Um, Now, he remembers meeting me. Uh, I worked at the um, postal service on our campus, and he remembers meeting me uh, at the post office, and I don't remember that one bit. Um, I love people, and I love talking to people, and so anyone that would come through, uh, I was very quick to engage with, and so a lot of people would come through there, and I don't remember um, because I met so many people, but Um, He was a very likable guy, and he was very like-minded when we first did meet through our mutual friend, and we had a desire for the same things, and so we very quickly became friends. Um, We, uh, it was almost like he was a friend that I had known for way longer. Maybe it's because we had mutual friends, and uh, we had so much to talk about, but um, when we first met, I never viewed him as that. I never seen him as um, someone who I would have been interested in. In fact, he was very different from um, any uh, past boyfriends or relationships that I had, and I never imagined him being that for me, and I don't think he viewed me as that either, Um, but we did. We got to know each other, and we um, 
hung out a whole lot uh, in in just random settings uh, in our last semester of college. Um, now, as we graduated, um, he moved away to Argentina, and that was huge. Uh, he was moving to Argentina to study the language, and while he was there studying the language, he was going to be some, doing some mission work, and I moved all the way to Africa. So um, I moved away to Africa to uh, use my college degree to work um, in some dorms on a campus in um, Pretoria, South Africa, and I worked in the dorms there, and I um, was doing mission work and building relationship with uh, college-age girls and mentoring and counseling, and um, I loved it. I fell in love with South Africa, and I still am, and so my goal is to get back there one day, but that's a whole nother episode. Um, anyways, that being said, we were on two separate continents, ladies. I mean, worlds apart. Here he was in Argentina, and I had committed to a five-year career in South Africa. So I had resolved in my mind that I was going to um, hold off uh, on marriage uh, or on any kind of relationship for that matter. Um, I would spend some time out in the rural and in the bush doing just um, service projects and some um, missions type work. And so I knew that I was, uh, in my mind, I had to resolve that either I was going to have to marry a Bushman in Africa, or I was uh, just going to have to wait and live my life as a single. Um, anyways, during that time, uh, Ryan's in Argentina, he's learning the language, and he's encountering all of these gorgeous uh, Latino women and um, girls that had come, uh, young ladies that had come from all over the world to this school, uh, to this world-known school to learn the language there. And he always said that he, um, he would compare all of the girls there to me. And there were very uh, beautiful girls and intelligent girls and girls that had a lot of the same desires with their life um, as he did and as I did. But he always found himself comparing them to me. And so he had resolved in his mind that he would wait um, on me to finish this commitment of five years. And then he would pursue me and ask me to date him and marry him. And here I am in Africa and I am completely clueless ladies, um, about how he feels about me. Um, through that time, he began, uh, making phone calls to me while I was in South Africa. And I really didn't understand how far out of his way he was going to make these phone calls. In fact, he told me there was not a phone on the campus where he was. And so he would get a public transportation bus and he would drive an hour and a half and two hours away to call me from a public phone with a calling card an international calling guard. Ladies, I was clueless. I thought he was sitting in his dorm room when he called me. Um, that being said, uh, after uh, about a year and a half of me being in Africa, my mother became gravely ill. And uh, as a result, I had to um, come back. By then, Ryan had finished his one-year study program, and he was in the U.S., and he was um, in seminary, and he was studying. And so when I came back to see my mother, um, he was back, obviously, by then because he was studying. And I still had uh, three and a half years left of my commitment um, to serve in South Africa. 
And um, I did come back and I came back to assess whether I was going to have to come back permanently. And uh, sadly, but surely, um, it did, it did happen that way that I knew um, when I seen my mother and seen the state that she was in that I was going to have to come back and that my first call was that of a daughter and I needed to be there to um, care for her during this season when she was unable to care for herself because it was life-threatening and um, eventually life what took her life. Um, and so I knew I was going to have to come back to be a caregiver to her. Um, it was then while I was back that Ryan asked me if I would date him with the intention of marriage. And ladies, I was completely shocked. I was taken back. And I said, uh, I have to pray about it. <laughs> I, I said, yeah, I have to pray about this. And so I made him wait. And I think it was maybe three or four months before I ever said anything to him at all um, about him asking me to date. I mean, life went on and we still chatted and we were still friends and we still hung out, but I just acted as if he didn't say anything. And I did. I actively prayed and I went about it. And I really had to wrestle with God in my heart during that season because I wanted so bad that after my mom passed away that I would go back to South Africa. Um, and I really wrestled with my calling. Uh, six months later, However, um, I had said yes that we could date. And six months later, uh, actually, it was just shy of six months, we were engaged. Um, and that was on uh, April the 25th. And so, um, no, on April 25th of 09, we were married. And so here we are um, celebrating 10 years of marriage uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And it has been a fun and glorious ride. It has not been an easy ride. Um, we ended up being caregivers from my mom until she passed away. We have been all the way across the world to serve in a third world country together um, in India and South Asia. And uh, we have experienced life-altering illnesses. We have experienced um, just the most bizarre uh, hardships like black mold. We have, um, we've had highs, we've had lows, but I wouldn't do it with anyone else. And ladies, I love hearing stories about marriage and I wish you were sitting right here so I could hear your story. Because if you are married, then your story is sweet in its own way. And you should find delight in sharing that story. Um, as, as I share that story with you, I'm reminded of how sweet um, God has been to me, I'm going to try not to cry, um, to give me uh, such an amazing husband, a man that pursued after me and who was willing to wait on me, even if it meant five years or however long, um, a man that has helped me to bear my burdens in this life, a man that has served me and um, just given me so much joy that God has given me through him. So that being said, um, I just want to make a couple of plugs for marriage. Ladies, your marriage, outside of your relationship with God, your marriage has to come first. And um, I, as I'm sharing this episode with you, I'm speaking to myself because these 10-year anniversary has um, reminded me of these things. My marriage has to come first. It cannot be put on the back burner. 10 years later, we have three kids and Parenting can become our primary role and so easy just consumes every waking moment of our day. Um, it's, it's a sweet and beautiful thing, but 
Children can consume us, and they can consume us in such a way that we put our marriage on the back burner. I'm guilty, and Ryan is guilty of us not dating um, the way that we once dated. Yes, life has changed, and no, we're not going to be able to date in the exact same way that we dated prior to becoming parents, Um, but we can still make provision for dating. Um, And uh, when we begin getting our roles in life out of order, that is when um, making provision for dating our spouse goes out the window. So we must have our roles in order, lady, ladies, um, sweet ladies. Um, We must have our roles in this order. God first, marriage second, children third. Oftentimes, and I'm guilty of it, m- me and my uh, hubby are guilty of it, um, it's uh, God-children marriage, or even children marriage God, or children God marriage. Typically, marriage gets the third leg um, of those three roles, and um, that's not healthy. Uh it's not healthy at all. But the reality is, is that when we take time to invest in our marriage, when we take time to cultivate uh, relationship and cultivate love and cultivate servitude in our marriage with each other, to create memories and um, grow in our love for one another, whatever that might look like, whether it's a once a, a night, um, five minutes sitting and talking, or once a week date night, or um going out once a month and doing three dates a month inside after the kids go down in the home, whatever it might look like for you, we must do it. Because when we have a healthy marriage, we have a healthy home. And that's just the fact of the matter. When things are not good between me and Ryan, things are not good in our home. When there's not peace um, and joy between the two of us, there's not going to be peace in my parenting and there's not going to be peace in my home. Just the environment of our whole home and our whole family unit hangs on this very thing of having a healthy marriage. A healthy marriage equals a healthy home. On top of that, when we have a healthy marriage, our children uh, feel a sense of security. Um, When they see us thriving in our marriage, they look at that and it gives them a sense of confidence that all is right in the world. It gives them a sense of peace that, oh, well, mommy and daddy are good and so everything is good. I don't have any fears. Um, And so cultivating your marriage is not just for you and your spouse. It's for your children. It is for a legacy that builds uh, a a desire in them for a healthy marriage. Our children are watching what our marriage looks like. And um, as a result of whatever your marriage looks like and my marriage looks like, friend, they're either going to have a desire for marriage or they're going to be turned off and have a taste towards marriage as a result of what they see in our home and in our marriage relationships with your spouse. Um, So we should not neglect making priority of that. Um, I think one thing that we see is that we neglect making priority of marriage milestones. And so um, the title is Making Much of Our Marriage Milestones. This was a marriage milestone for us. For me and Ryan, a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated our tenure and it was a huge marriage milestone. 
friends. Looking back, I have so many friends uh, from college and even friends in our wedding um, that were in our wedding that were married and already, um, unfortunately, their marriages have fallen apart. And there's so many that I can't even count or they're separated. And it really is heartbreaking. But When we reach a marriage milestone, whether that be um, celebrating the day that we met or celebrating your first date or celebrating um, the day you got engaged, celebrating your anniversary, celebrating the day you chose to purchase your first home together or rent your first home together, um, whatever it is, those milestones that you're thinking about right now, you know what they are. You know that they're dear to you. Maybe it was uh, the day that y'all chose to uh, change careers and step out in faith. Whatever that milestone is, go ahead and put those things on the calendar as a reminder and begin planning um, and find a way to celebrate your marriage as much as you can, not just on your anniversary, but find ways to make much of those milestones because those are special events in your life that have molded and shaped your marriage. And when you begin celebrating your marriage milestones, your marriage will become healthier and you will grow to love one another more intimately. You will um, begin celebrating your marriage. And as a result, like I said, it will spill over into your parenting and into your home. So how do we celebrate marriage milestones? So Ryan and I, uh, we have been saving up for the last two years now so that we could on our 10th anniversary do something that was bigger. For our honeymoon, we went to St. Lucia and we considered going to an island again um, to celebrate our 10 year anniversary, but I suggested going to something that was completely different and other um, for us, which is the mountains and to an area that was cold. And I don't like the colds. Um, So I don't regret it, ladies. It was absolutely gorgeous. We went to Glacier National Park in Montana. And it was there that we celebrated our 10-year anniversary. So we had to plan ahead. And so here's the application for you. It's plan ahead for your marriage milestones. Go ahead and begin saving up whatever amount of money you're going to need for your next trip or uh, for the babysitters that you're going to require for those for those marriage milestones. Um, plan as far out as you possibly can. And so uh, for us, we started two years out. We probably could have started a little earlier even. Um, but I'm not saying we bought our tickets, our plane tickets or our hotel room until it got closer, but we already had a plan for what we wanted to do. And we already had a plan for how we were going to make that happen. So we began saving financially and scheduling babysitters way in advance, like almost a year in advance for the babysitters and like two years in advance for the financial aspect that we knew it was going to require to make this happen. Um, Do whatever you have to do to make it happen. Okay, ladies? And so here are our points for the day. Your applications for today. Um, As this episode ends, put your marriage before your children. Make it a point to date your spouse. How do you talk to your spouse about that? Um, Maybe 
just one night after the kids go to bed, sit down and say, I would really love to begin dating you again. Could we schedule uh, one night a week to where we have a date in the in in the home and maybe once a month or twice a month where we actually have a date out. Um, You can play games together in your home. You can watch a movie together. You can pick a recipe and cook together. You can play a board game together. We love the board game sequence and I love um, whipping his tail at it because I love that game and I'm competitive. Um, But we love to just do it and we laugh together while we do it and we make Uh, sweet memories. So application number one is put your marriage before your children. Make it a point to date your spouse. Okay. Application number two, evaluate what your marriage milestones are. Do what you have to do to do something special for your next marriage milestone that's coming up, whether that's the day you got engaged or the day you purchased a home together. Go ahead and begin planning that. Come up with a way that you can be intentional about celebrating that marriage milestone. It doesn't have to be a huge trip to Montana. If you're unable and you don't have the resources to do that, that's okay. But you can do something. Maybe go have a picnic, uh, chocolate-covered strawberries on a blanket under the stars. And that is the way you celebrate your next marriage milestone. Whatever you do, go ahead and evaluate what the next one is. Put it on a calendar and begin planning. Begin planning today for your next marriage milestone. If you begin dreaming towards that now, it will be more likely to happen tomorrow. So today, ladies, I just want to encourage you Make much of your marriage milestones. Marriage is a beautiful, awesome thing. It is a gift and don't take it for granted. Put your spouse before your children, after God, but before your children, and you will find that your home is a happier place and your motherhood will be that much better as a result of it. Have an awesome day, friends. I hope that you can love on your hubby today when he gets home. I hope that this episode has just stirred a new fresh excitement to engage with one another and pursue one another. Take care friends and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Restored Mom podcast. This was an episode of the Restored Mom podcast. If you're ready to take action towards your best motherhood, Head on over to our Facebook group for free resources and to learn more about what your next steps might look like, you can find us at Facebook, The Restored Mom. I'm always on your side, friend. See you next time.